0: big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marian Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marian Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And today we are talking about this very hot topic, boundaries.
1: Mm, so, mm. Lel,
0: you had a calling to talk about this today. Would you be willing to share a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, well, I find that this, in my journey as a parent, has been a game changer in in shifting, I guess, lots of old patterns and um, and creating more harmony in my family. I, I, I've probably shared this before that, um, when I first became a parent or the first few years of parenting, you know, like a lot of people, we're just, you know, you're kind of floundering, you feel a lot of the time. And I was probably a very much a permissive parent. And so I was always kind of of the, I've just got to keep my kids happy all the time. And in doing that, I just, I was pretty rubbish at setting any boundaries or limits for my kids. I was really bad at setting them for myself. And, um, I was, I, and because the, the good girl part of me was running a lot of the story, if me, I was always putting everyone else's needs before myself. And so the, you know, the repercussions of that is that I was a very resentful mother. I was burnt out a lot of the time. I didn't take care of myself at all. And what, run, what ran me a lot of the time was, you know, am I good enough? Do these people like me? I'll, I'll give them more. I'll over deliver. I <laughs> just all the giving, 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 and nothing for myself. And which left me very unhappy. Now in transforming that and mat- massive game changer that, And I have to say, Marion, you have taught me so much about boundaries and limits, especially your work. And we're going to really dive into that today. Um, Gosh, it's you have just taught me so much about claiming this. And and I think just in the last few courses I've been running, these immersions I've been doing, you know, one week we talk all about boundaries and I have found that this is probably the hottest week that we do. And we explore like eight different topics where it brings up a lot of stories for people and particularly for women around their lack of boundaries their imprints around it and and i just see that it's something that needs a lot more airtime and we need to talk about it a lot more because there's so many different nuances in it so I'm super excited to jump into this topic with you and um, let's start or you start with your magnificent big picture theory understanding because I love 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 the way that you explain this so I'm going to hand it over to you and then I'll just throw in some stories at some point (laughs) so over to you my friend. Thank you lovely (laughs) I would love to say two
0: things before I start number one is normally because this isn't a web called the year where parenting podcast Uh, Because we're both aware parenting instructors, I always usually like to keep it really within that framework. And so I often leave a lot out. So I'd like to give a little caveat today that most of what I will be sharing, although is very um, resonant with aware parenting, is really from from my own Marian method work. So that's my caveat. So I can just open my mouth and let it flow out. Number two, we might do a little bit more. Often we're coming in a little bit more like a bit me, a bit you. And I thought, I think today there might be a bit more, a bigger chunk of me showing the kind of theoretical piece and then a big chunk of you showing in your amazing and inimitable and beautiful way that stories and practical um, experiences and strategies and ways that people can do the things. So let's begin at the beginning. (laughs) So um, I would like to start with, uh, I believe that as human beings, we all have in us innately the capacity to, know what our yes and our no is so instead of the word boundaries I tend to to think about the word no and actually the the felt body sense of having a no in our bodies and I believe that's all an innate thing for all of us that we know innately when we have a yes to something and when we have a no something and you can see me now doing this forward and backward I call it slug wisdom you know, like a little slug or even a snail, you know, you know, if you ever watch one of them and when, when there's something they want to move towards, it's like their little antenna move forwards, the whole body moves forwards. And if it's an, if it's a no, they'll immediately uh, move back. And, you know, I think we can see this. You've seen this in, in babies. We'll see it all in our babies and our children is, you know, if they, if they don't want a particular kind of food or we're spoon feeding them and they don't want that food, they'll turn their heads away you we all have this innate knowing of what is a no for us. We know it in our bodies. It's a, it's like an innate um, body wisdom that we all have. And uh, I also, uh, I was a university, um, uh, after my PhD, I was a postdoctoral research fellow, and we were looking at babies, newborn babies. So every day I would go to the postnatal wards, and we'd go and talk to the mums, and we'd have these little newborn babies um, on our laps, and we'd be showing them these just pictures, basically dots and lines and things like that. And we would be um, recording what their eyes were doing. So it's really well known. It's basic in infant or baby research that babies right from birth will um, turn towards what they prefer and turn away uh, from what they have a know for. So again, it's really that innate knowing. So there are studies that show, for example, that newborn babies will prefer if they have a... Um, A breast pad with their mum's breast milk on and a breast pad on the other side with another woman's breast milk. They will turn away from the other woman's one and towards their own mothers. You know, so we know this. It's such an innate capacity in us to know that is a no and that is a yes. It's, you know, we need it. It's so important. Um, So I call that will. Will. It's like our innate knowing of what we love and what we don't love. And it's our life energy and it's our innate wisdom. It's an amazing, powerful thing. So we're all born with that. But because we live in this colonized domination culture, most of us, pretty much all of us had experiences growing up and often really early on, which affected our relationship with that innate no and yes. Uh, and that's exactly how domination and colonised cultures are designed to work. They're designed to condition people, when they're children, to not say no, so that they fit into the system. So when they become adults and they're big enough to challenge the system, they have become kind of incultured within it. You would, uh, in your words, you know, it's an imprint. Um, so I'm from England, as you can probably tell from my accent. Um, and so that's the centre of colonised culture, of course, before Rome, which... Um, passed on colonization to England. And so growing up in England, the culture was all about niceness. So in that culture, so much of, the, so much of um, bringing up children is shaming children out of saying no. So it's, you know, be nice. It's like you, what you were talking about. Be nice. Say yes, even if you don't, don't want to. Don't be mean. You know, say yes. Say thank you. You know, it's, it's this training into um, niceness. And really, through shaming, so the the child we we get those experiences over and over again. That if we actually say, no, I don't really want, um, you know, potatoes with my dinner, or, you know, I actually don't want to play with that child. I really like Jenny. I don't really want to play with Philippa because Philippa doesn't listen to me and she always takes my toys away from me. You know, we get told, now be nice, be nice to Philippa. Philippa's just trying to play with you. No, let let Philippa have your toys. You know, all of that stuff and those experiences over and over again when we get shamed means we stop connecting with that no because we know if we're going to say no we're going to get shamed or so basically the message is that if we say no there's something wrong with us because that's what shaming is we should say no I mean we should say yes we shouldn't say no and, and we sh- also shouldn't say no, even if we're being treated in harsh ways. So, in again, the, the culture of punishments and rewards, even if we were punished, um, and we might have said no the first few times we were punished, because that's the innate knowledge a child has. No, don't treat me like that. No, I don't like it when you talk to me like that, by a teacher, by a parent, by another child. But we get shamed enough or punished enough for actually speaking up. We get scared to do that, it's too scary. So we, we often uh, you know, stop, we stop saying no. So we get the message there's something wrong with us we, if we say no, um, and it has a really high cost. So you mentioned some of the things like resentment, so it has a really high cost, when we are feeling no, and we're not getting to, to be able to say it because we're either going to get shamed or punished. We're going to feel resentful. We're going to feel depressed because our life energy is being blocked. We're going to feel powerless. We're going to feel bored. You know, there are all kinds of really high costs of this culture, this domination, colonized culture. So one way... We get trained out of our our innate no is the shame. The other way is through punishment. And so it might be, you know, if you say no to me, young man, I'm going to make you sorry. You know, we, we get these harsh experiences. We might feel terrified of saying no. Terrified because if we say no, we're going to get hurt in that way again. And of course, the whole system is incredibly wise. So as a child, we're shamed or punished, for saying no. Those little inner parts of us are going, well, I'm not even gonna say no again because I'm gonna get shamed and punished and I'm gonna do everything in my power in this system, this amazing personality that I'm developing to make sure I don't get hurt in those ways again. Which is why it can be really scary when we go to, to say no as an adult, as a parent, to a partner, to a friend, to someone who's treating us harshly. Because those inner younger parts of us are in there going, Am I going to get shamed or punished again? Am I going to get hurt again if I do this? So there are two different things that can happen. We might still feel our no. We might go, oh, yeah, I can feel um, I don't like being talked to like that. Um, I actually don't want to make my child, uh, my nine-year-old, another sandwich. (laughs) Um, I don't want to go out with my friend today because I'm actually really tired. All the ways that we have a no. Um, We might still feel the no, but feel scared that if we spoke it, we would get shamed or punished or, you know, it wouldn't be light the things that you said as well. We might be in danger if we say it, or we might have, the the impact might've been deeper, which means we might not even, actually know when we have a no anymore. We might just have completely gone, well, I don't, yes, I'm I I'm, I'm very flexible. I just say yes to anybody. I'm really happy to do anything. Anyone ever asks me ever, it doesn't matter, does not matter if they treat me harshly, yeah, I don't mind. I'm really I'm a loving person. You know, we might have developed that kind of identity which often does happen as women you're talking about and particularly if we are, you know, we're very loving, we like to contribute, we can go into that, you know, it's you know fine. i just say yes to everything. So um, I might stop there. I have got another theoretical piece around reclaiming the innate no and yes, but I would like to pause there and um, let you have a word in. And I'd love to see some stories.
1: Uh, I I just as you're talking about all that, I'm nodding, going, "Yep, that was me." Yeah, it was. It was deeply unsafe to say no to somebody when they ask something. Uh, I I remember the first business I started, I started my first company when I was, um, 20 and, um, and I look back now and think, oh my God, what anybody ever asked of me, I would just try and make it happen, even if it ended up costing me money. <laughs> like there was just this big thing of, I've got to keep people up, I've got to do it right. It was the, it was just, it was bad business, that's for sure. But it, the 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 thing that fed it more than anything was just this: um, I have to keep people happy, I have to do the right thing, and didn't know what, what, that I could say no. And and within that too, I think in these younger teenage years when I had to set a limit or a boundary or confront somebody, it was so terrifying and I would do anything in my power to not have to do it. So I was so lovely to everybody. And we've talked about this in other podcasts, the good girl story that that runs many people. Um, you know, and I would struggle with why is it so terrifying to say no? And and we've touched on this before because those deep imprints we have as children that, you know, when we look at our need for attachment and belonging is so, so strong that we, we can't risk that. And we still, many of us operate from that child part of us, that that little girl part of us or little boy part of us that says, if I say no to you, or if I speak my truth, then you are going to abandon me and I could die. Like It it feels so powerful, feels so big. So of course, you know, as many of us are like little children in big adult bodies uh, walking around a lot of the time until we do this work, you know, that still plays out for us in our day to day life. So, you know, everything you're saying, Marian, you know, I'm sure resonates and makes a lot of sense with a lot of people because it is very much around that exact culture we grew up in and, and what it was to be a good girl or a good boy. And that was what is acceptable. So it was interesting for me, actually, as I began to explore boundaries more, you know, and something that's come up many times in my courses is that, when I asked particularly women what would it look like to have boundaries and what comes up for you, and the stories that go with that are something like, well, if you have boundaries, then you're a mean person, or if you have boundaries, nobody will like you, or what they equated having boundaries and strength, or not strength, but having boundaries, so having a firm no, would be that you have to be um, a really disconnected, horrible person to do it. So it was really interesting that there was either be sweet and be loved and be nice or be horrible and nobody will like you. And so, of course, where, where are we going to sit in that that picture? And I think for me what was really interesting when I first began to claim my boundaries, and I think for me setting boundaries and limits was particularly for myself, and we're going to go more into this internal boundaries, is that, it became a, an act of self-love. It became an act of loving myself, setting a limit instead of putting everybody else's needs in front of my own. So I began to develop that this, every time I set a boundary or I said a no, this was me choosing me. And that's what actually helped me move some of these old stories because my commitment was to loving myself wholly to to being the best parent I could be and in order for me to be the best parent I needed to be I needed to take care of my needs first so then I could hold space for my kids so in my mind I had to work through how do I claim me how do I claim me how do these boundaries look how can we do it and you know, it was a work in progress and it felt hard and it felt painful and it felt scary. And exactly what you're saying can feel terrifying to set these boundaries and limits. And, you know, I, I offer to people all the time, it takes practice. It takes practice to claim these parts of yourself. And I often say to people I work with, Start setting some boundaries and limits in small ways where you know that the person you're going to set it with is still going to love you, right? And even say to them, I'm working on setting boundaries. So I'm going to say no to you about something and I need to see evidence that it's safe for me to still say no. (laughs) So when I say no, even if you're a bit annoyed with me, could you maybe say back to me, I still love you, even though you said no. And I'll clock that up. There's a bit of evidence that it's safe. There's a bit of evidence that it's okay. And we can look at that in regards to our children, right? We Often parents can be very frightened to say no to their kids for two reasons, I find. One, because obviously when we set boundaries or loving limits, children, particularly if they've got feelings there, are going to push against that. And there might be tears, there might be big um, tantrums or meltdowns or just, you know, a big explosion of feelings. And, and again, if we are not comfortable with sitting in that stuff, then that can feel very, very scary and frightening. So we'll do whatever we can to stop it. So, of course, we'll just give them whatever they need. So, you know, one level I see why a lot of parents are often very reluctant to set boundaries is because they're frightened of what's going to come from their children And the second story, and I'm sure maybe you've seen this too, Marianne, is that for a lot of people, they think if they say no to their children or set a boundary, then my child isn't going to like me or my child's not going to love me. And again, that can take us back into some of those deeper wounds that we may carry around, you know, I, I, in order to be loved, everybody must like me. Or, you know, if we carry a whole lot of guilt or around perhaps the way we've parented and and we haven't, you know, our child had some hard stuff happen and we carry guilt, then we find it very hard to say no to them or set a boundary because, you know, I, I just need them to, to love me or know that it's okay. So, so often it can be connected to some deeper stories that we carry around, you know, what this looks like. And, and I really, you know, love to say to people, start with, you know, if, we are, if you're wanting to explore more of this around boundaries or setting limits, just take a moment to think about what was modelled to you as a child. So how did boundaries look in your family? Did you have a really healthy example of setting limits and boundaries? Were your parents able to say no and be open and loving and kind and hold space for your feelings? Um, Were, were you able to speak up if they said no, were they able, were you able to sit there and go, that doesn't feel fair for me. And I want it to look like this. And, and they sat and listened with empathy and compassion. I mean, I'm saying these words, right? And I know, and Marion, you know this, it's so rare that we meet an adult that had this model to them. So I know the answer to this when I say, what did your boundaries look like? Because we've spoken to so many families over these years to know that it's a very similar story. But what were boundaries like, it was one of your parents getting angry, you know, that was the line limit. You never questioned it. You had to shut down. You had to, you know, um, in order to stay safe, you had to kind of abandon your own feelings in those moments. Um, Or were there no boundaries at all? Was it really, really loose? Was there's a lot of permissiveness? And were perhaps you longing for that limit or that boundary? So my first question to people as they're listening is, what did that look like for you? You know, What did you watch growing up around how boundaries would look? And where has that imprint landed for you now? Where where does it sit in regards to how you feel about setting limits for your children in life, whether that's with work or your partner and then particularly with yourself? And we'll get to that in a practice. So I think this is such a magnificent topic to explore because it impacts so many aspects of our lives. And as parents, and we talk about this a lot, I guess, in that aware parenting paradigm of, you know, our children need love and connection and, and spaciousness and, and holding. They also need to know that there's boundaries and limits there that keep them safe, that they can push up against. And they also need to feel that we have a strong no within us, that we honour our no, because the more we honour our no and the more we are clear and claiming ourselves, the safer it also makes them feel as well. So we know that this is so vitally important in in being that democratic parent that so many people want to be. It's such a pivotal piece of it, but one that I think, again, is seen as, well, a boundary or a limit is you just power over your child and this is how it is. And and I think that's where we look at mainstream. That's often what they consider boundaries or discipline, and we've done a whole other podcast on that, to be. So... Mary, back to you, honey. Give us, give us some more of your, uh, of your. I love
0: it, I love it, I love it. I was actually I had on my little notes here. I was like, just starting off with the little things, so I t- totally resonate with that, and have experienced that. Do you know, as you were talking, I was thinking, I find it really helpful to differentiate between things that we in parenting, in all other relationships, and in our internal relationships to differentiate two kinds of no. One is like a no, which is more like. Um, I'm not willing to do that now like you know if so if it's with our child you know and they're they're of an age where they can do something for themselves and they're asking us to do it and we're like uh, you know we just really don't want to do it we could coerce ourselves we could do it with frustration and you know slam the sandwich down um so there's the, so saying no there is like um it's just a no it's a no we don't need to it doesn't need to be kind of a big no and the same in our um you know in a relationship or a friendship a friend might phone up and say no do you want to go out today um not if you're in certain parts of the world right now but you know would you like to chat on the phone later on today and we might just connect him with the preference which might be um not today you know, i'd love to chat with you another day but there are times where the the behaviour or the the behaviour yeah, coming from the other person, whether that's from our child, or whether it's from another adult, or whether it's from an internalised part of us, is um, is bigger. So there's perhaps with our child if they're hitting or biting or throwing or taking or pushing, or if it's with another adult who's actually treating us in harsh ways, or with if it's with an internal part of us that is judging us or shaming us. Then that's where we where what I talk about is either with children, the loving limit, loving limits. So we've done a podcast on this before. You can have a look at those or listen to those, which is really saying a a no to the behavior, but a yes to the underlying feelings. So we're saying, no, I'm not willing for you to hit Susan and to prevent the behavior and a big yes. And I'm here and I'm listening. So we're here to listen to the underlying feelings that are causing the behavior. With it, if it's with another adult, for example, that's when the neo-no comes in. So neo-no is a term I've used from The Matrix. If you ever watch The Matrix, when um, I'm going to use a word that you might not want little ears to hear, just to give you a warning. So there's a part in The Matrix where uh, where neo has the bullets coming towards him. And interestingly he's already been uh, he he dies and he's brought back to life by trinity so for me will which is the no always comes from love so the love of the love from another or the love for, from within us so basically he puts his hand up and i really invite you if you're not familiar with the energy of a clear neo no to watch that just that clip you can just google it um and he just literally puts his hand up and he says no and it's a whole energy thing. It's the really clear no of our will, where we basically say, no, I'm not willing for that. We're not, in, um, we're not in aggression. We are not in blame. We are not in power over. We are simply not willing to be treated in that way. We're not In that case, he wasn't willing for the bullets. He wasn't willing for that reality. And, and so the bullets have no way, you know, they just fall to the floor. He picks one, he holds one, and the rest fall to the floor. So that for me is the, um, that's the end point or not even the end point, but that's what we can begin to get to once we've done the work to get to those increasing clear places. Both of those require a lot of practice, the loving limits, and the neo-no, which is also an internal piece we can do. So we can do those loving limits with our child, a neo-no with another adult, or we can also do those internally. But they take a lot of practice because most of the time, as you say, we didn't get it in our culture. Loving limits, neo-nos doesn't happen. There's either powerlessness or power over. There's either, you know, just say to yes to everything or use aggression. We don't have this in this domination culture so often what we need to go through is a process where where um the younger parts of us will come up the, all the parts that didn't get to rage and feel outraged that we did not get to say no you know we the, the thousands of times probably as children where we were told what to do where our no wasn't heard and all the energy if we didn't get to express the natural normal healthy outrage that is going to show up which is often why and we've talked about this in other podcasts. You know, our child, um, what is it, little example? You know, our child, they're not listening to our no, or they keep saying no, and we have this massive outrage. And it's way out of proportion because it's not about our child, it's about all our unexpressed outrage, all our will energy. So often there's this process where before we can come to this just clear, no, I'm not willing to do that. Or no, I'm really not willing for you to treat me like that. Or no, I'm not willing to judge myself anymore, is we need to actually befriend and often have someone else um, support us before we get comfortable with those big feelings of outrage, frustration and powerlessness because that's uh, that's our will energy, that's our silted up willingness channel and we can't expect ourselves to go from, and I think that can be part of still being nice, to go from the nice, nice yes to everything to the nice, clear, neo nose and loving limits. We often need to go through the, I felt, effing... <laughs> outraged and no, I'm pissed off and Rah, I just want to bang my feet. That is our will energy. And there's nothing bad or wrong about it, but our culture has demonized it and we need to reclaim it. And we often need to be with someone, you know, have someone listen to us who's my son. Can you hear him laughing? Can son hear laughing in the background? Um, not about us. Um, but I love this joy around this energy. I'm really trusting that he's picking up the joy because that's our life energy. And that's why because of all that niceness and the shaming and the punishment i won't be loved if i say no that's why we get all of these in MVC, they talk about nice dead people we're all so nice because we're not saying no because we have all this stifled you remember the the beginning that um the slug energy because we're not we're not able to flow with that deep knowing our innate wisdom we have without this is a yes i love this i love this Direction. I love this person. I want to go on this outing. I love this food. Uh, you know, I want to do this for my for my calling. Um, I want to hang out with my child. Oh no, I don't want to do that. I don't like eating that. I don't want to go there. I don't enjoy that person. I don't trust their energy. Um, no, I don't want to go out. You know, whatever the thing is i don't even know what i was saying but i got excited but um, it's the reclaiming of that natural innate yes and no energy and that is not a tidy one to three step we need to go through step two which is the outrage and the frustration and the powerlessness and the grief and the loss and the fear from growing up in a culture which does not support us to say no And I think as more and more of us get get clear on, I know, particularly mothers, This, um, you know, imagine if all the mothers in the world, all the women in the world, any men listening, I think are wonderful. They think there's something about women claiming their power to say, to, to not go to, yes, love the powerlessness and, yes, love the rage and frustration, but also to stand in. I am not willing for this to happen anymore. I am not willing... For the earth to be treated like this i'm not willing for children to be treated like this i'm not willing for women to each you know all the all the things when we stand in that clear i am not willing this is a neo no for me It's not. It's not blame. It's not aggression. It's not domination. It's not colonization. It's true power, and that is amazing. Oh my
1: god! This is so good. I'm just sitting here nodding, going, all of all of that, and I I just love that you brought in that it's messy to get there sometimes because you know we've talked about this in other podcasts what I've called the mother rage right which is all those pieces that pop up when we when we are watching our children you know, rage because we've set a limit and then it triggers us. And we're literally seeing the fact that we never got to be that ourselves and it taps us into it. It's so powerful. Like I see so many women who come to me saying, this is what I'm feeling. I'm like, this is amazing. This is activated now because it is time to clear it. It's time to own it because what stands on the other side of this is the, the powerful, authentic you and and I agree with you so much. the world needs this. I, I witnessed this when I worked in birth for such a long time it, it almost it makes me deeply sad because I watched women completely hand over their power, they just became completely acquiescent to whatever they got told should happen and And it was like they were little children birthing again because they didn't have a voice. And the amount of women who used to say to me, I don't want to upset the doctors or I don't want to upset the midwives. And I'd be like, oh, this is a time you have to claim your space. You are birthing a baby. This is where you know, this is where it's super important that your voice is heard, but so many were unable to do it, even with the support of a doula or midwives or even supportive doctors. Sometimes they weren't able to do it because it was something that was still not even activated within them because of, you know, the stories and the imprints they've had. And I really love that you say that this is... Can I add in quick pen, I think that's the domination
0: system is designed to work like that. It's designed that women do not claim or know how powerful they are as birthing women as mothers, as yeah. partners, as powerful co-creators, as women who bring the 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 new paradigm or the new yes. old paradigm back, that's how the domination system works. It doesn't want us to say no. It doesn't want us to feel yeah. really comfortable with, no, I'm not willing for yes. you to do that to me. Yes.
1: And there's a beautiful saying that um, something like... Um... Sorry to interrupt you, but carry no, on. <laughs> good, 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 good. No, I can't remember the exact words of it, but it's something like I... St- um, I, am, I still deeply love myself, even if you don't like me, or even if you don't agree with me, or even if it's something like that, that I remember seeing years ago and writing down going, yeah, this is part of the change that I needed to shift in my own psyche of, you know, in order to be okay, I need to be liked or I needed to be loved. And I needed to find ways to really change and shift and do the healing work, exactly as you said, to claim it in myself. Now, Um, Yes, it it takes time and and I think it takes practice and we practice with our children and our partners and other people and and in business it's such a wonderful thing to learn to to practice doing. But the freedom that comes with it is so extraordinary. When you begin to claim your boundary and you hold that because you are holding the centre of your essence and the truth of who you are as that center point, it becomes easy as you say to say no. And it also becomes much easier to invite in all the yeses because you're super clear of what you want and what I've witnessed. And, um, you know and I think look I think anyone can do this because like I have to tell you my boundaries were so rubbish like so bad and now mine were even less than yours okay (laughs) (laughs) competition about who had the least oh to say no (laughs) yeah oh my god mine was terrible now it is non-negotiable like I do not have an issue saying no to anything uh if that doesn't feel right for me um I'm so clear on it and I can be so incredibly loving on how I deliver that and I do don't have any angst at all if however that lands with someone because I want the same for them. I want them to be sitting in their truth saying actually that doesn't serve me or I don't want that. And and I think here's our beautiful opportunity when we're raising children and particularly where I love where we're parenting so much is that it gives us the opportunity for us to practice those boundaries and model that to our children. But then also as we sit and hold that space for them, when we've set a limit and they need to move their feelings around it, again, it's giving them permission to say, you have a voice. You are allowed to tell me how you feel about that. I really, really hear you. I do want you to get your needs met and we will figure out a way to do it. You know, but, but I hear your rage and your upset and your voice, which is what we were often silenced on. And I guess what I have witnessed in my children as they have grown and doing this for a long time is exactly what you say, Marion. Their connection to what they want and what they don't want is so clear. They can so easily... Be who they need to be. They often don't care what others think. They will dress the way they want. They will shave their heads (laughs) the way they want. They are so aligned with what they like and what they don't like, regardless of what the peer group says or what anybody else should be telling them, because they know that they can say no. And they also they honour that. And then they also honour other people's nose as well. And I, I love that. I, I've shared this before. Like my youngest daughter will often come in to me and she goes, Mum, are you willing to drive me here? <laughs> or Mum, are you willing to get this for me? And I love that even the way she asks it, thanks to you, Miriam, because you introduced the word willing to my life, uh, that I just like she gets that there's, there's an exchange here and she gets that it's okay for me to say I'm not willing for me to do that now. And she'll go, okay, I get that can we maybe figure it out sometime later and it and it comes with such a deep respect and communication it's magnificent so there's often not there's, there's often no fighting or disagreements or anything because again the respecting each other's boundaries and the nos and the yeses are magnificent it's it's i don't know i'm sitting here looking at you and we're both just like lit up in the power of what it is to own these boundaries i i just I cannot tell you it is one of the most powerful things I've done in reclaiming myself as a woman. And it gives me even more fuel to go out in the world and do big, brave things because I am anchored or clear about who I am or what I want and um, what I want to create, but also what I'm willing to do and what I'm not willing to do. And it's an evolving process for sure. You know, I think and this is the beautiful thing, you know, I always talk about, I'm a big fan of doing the apprenticeship and doing the, the work that, you know, when I first started maybe doing one-on-one sessions and I would charge this amount of money and I would do this. And then I moved to a type place where I was like, mm, I'm not willing to do that. I'm going to charge more or it's going to look like this or, and I know you've worked, your work has evolved so much with that as well, Marion, that we grow, we try something, we do it until we go, nah, now I need to expand on this or that feels different. And that shifts and changes. And that's the beautiful thing to be able to tune into when you are really ready for that shift or change or when it no longer feels right for you. And then whatever limit or, or claim you place, you know, you stake in that moment allows you to shift and change as you grow and expand. And it's amazing. And it's a work in progress too. You know, I know five or six years ago, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I am now saying the no's I am to the things I wasn't ready yet. I still had to move through a whole lot of those things. So I look forward to, you know, seeing what else happens (laughs) as we move forward with it it's powerful. And I can't, it just, I don't know that it just, it, for me, it comes back so much to the deep loving and accepting of ourselves. That's what it is. And whenever I have a friend or somebody else who may set a boundary or a limit, one of the first things I do is I so honor you. Well done awesome I am really big on saying a so salute and celebrate your no in that and however that lands for me that's okay I'll figure it out that's my story or that's my stuff I have to deal with if it's activated anything in me then that's my responsibility to deal with it but I will always celebrate somebody who is setting that no for them in a way that's empowering I think it's amazing we need to champion that in each other all the time Yes, we do that a lot, don't
0: we? Every time we organize a podcast, we do it on Tuesday at four. And then it's like 75% of the time we postpone, don't we? Cause we're like, no, I'm a bit tired. No. And we like every time. <laughs> every time. Yeah, great. I'm so celebrating you listening to yourself. <laughs> not coercing yourself and what I love is what you said about to me you know for me my marion method paradigm it's a psycho-spiritual paradigm and the, the model is that our soul is love and will And as we free ourselves from the domination culture, which which trained us to disconnect from our true nature as love and from our interconnectedness with all, and it trained us to disconnect from our true power and to move into powerlessness and power over and coercion all those ways, is that as we increasingly do this work, we come home to that exact loving what we love, loving ourselves, loving the, our friends and anyone around us who's and, and loving that capacity to listen to themselves. And the will is our life energy. It's our connection with the, the energy of the universe where we tap into that. And that's why we feel so much power when we're actually in, yes, I am so willing for this or no, I am not willing for that because rather than going from that domination uh you know, I'm going to coerce myself, we were going to talk about that, that internalised thing, the old paradigm which is uh, I'm going to coerce myself into taking action or, or the internal uh, sticks, the harsh voices that we've internalised from the culture, we, as we increasingly say, no, I'm not willing to treat myself like that anymore, I'm not willing to believe that to be true we come home more and more to who we really are which is, a, which is powerful loving beings, beings of love and will and and we support our children to stay connected with their true, loving, willing nature, exactly as you said, children who are connected with their natural compassion and the capacity to say yes when it's a yes and no when it's a no.
1: And I love that you brought up the stuff about the internal um, limit because this is something you taught me and I have used so often and, and you'll probably do a better explanation of it, but putting it, I guess, in my my layman's terms is that whenever I start speaking I call it. I joke like this. Whenever I start speak, speaking smack around myself, like my kids used to say that, when I start going, I'm not good enough, and I shouldn't have done like that, and you don't look, you know, you look ugly, or you do this, or you do that, or whatever it is, right? Whenever I'm talking from this place of criticism. Uh, you really taught me to actually set a limit with myself and say, no, I'm not willing to let myself talk that way about myself anymore. And in the beginning, what I used to do is I used to give myself like five minutes to to say all the bad things that I just was like, oh, I didn't do a very good job then. And people are going to judge me or all the negative self-talk. I would go, right, I'm going to set a limit around it. I can talk smack about myself for five minutes. And then after that five minutes, No, no longer. I'm not going to let myself do that because it's not the truth. It's not the truth. The truth is I am enough. And the truth is I am brave and courageous to turn up and do stuff. Even if I don't feel like I did it you know, perfectly. And, um, and the truth is I make mistakes and I am learning. And the truth is that, um, you know, we are all fabulously flawed on many levels when it comes to thinking things should be perfect. There is no perfect. We are all beautifully magnificent just the way we are. And that actually is the truth. And so I learned that from you so beautifully, Marion, of just watching that internal dialogue around harsh criticism and how I could actually set a limit and a boundary around that from criticism and judgment to compassion and gentleness and i think it's why we say (laughs) so often on this podcast oh set so much compassion to ourselves and go gently all those things because that is that is what changes the internal um criticism you know and that's where that boundary is uh, has been a game changer for me so thank you for you know bringing that into my world uh do you want to speak more on that because it it, you know is something that you have just you know you have you speak so beautifully about well to me i see it's part of colonization any any
0: voice that's harsh is not actually who we really are that's a really helpful thing to remember i find Mm. in in a dialogue you speak extremely harsh and now it's very loving so it's really decolonizing ourselves and anything that disconnects us from love which is shaming shaming i'm not good enough i'm not you know all that kind of languaging or anything that's punitive um that is not ours that is from the domination culture that 's from colonization it 's not who we really are. We, we needed to believe those things in order to fit in and to be loved and to be safe, so we can love the little parts of us who are, who are thinking those thoughts at that particular moment. We can listen to what might be going on for them, but we don 't need to believe the thoughts. we can set a loving limit with the thoughts i 'm not willing to speak to myself like that and you now, for me, I find it incredible that to go from someone who is so immersed in that way of uh, believing those things to be true that I didn't even really, I wasn't even really aware of the internal dialogue because I'd, I was so internalized. I believed, you know, it was so much part of my identity to someone who now is, if I have any kind of harsh thought, I mean, those subtle things now, but any harsh thought, it, it couldn't even, it just, it's like the neo-no. It, it would like, sometimes we get a little thought and they go, what? No. it's just like, it doesn't, it's like, it can't land because there's no Velcro for it to land on. So like you were saying, you know, for me, if, if I can shift from, from the terrified, full of shame and guilt person that I was to someone who just doesn't, you know, it's so so loving inside myself. And I just think anyone can do it if they really, you know, if we, if we have the willingness to. So we're powerful beyond measure and we are really loving and powerful. And whenever we're being harsh with ourselves, we uh, we just Being part of that domination culture, Mm. so powerful in you know when we do that inner work we're not only making that change in ourselves, that changes how we are with our children, because I know for, we can be as loving as we want to with our children, but if we're hitting ourselves with those emotional sticks, they will pick up on that, even if we don't speak it. So we're changing things for our child, for ourselves, And also we're part of changing the culture, the domination culture, which really needs
1: changing. <laughs> yes. I love that you mentioned that if we are being all loving with our kids, but the internal dialogue is really harsh and critical, that's what they're feeling. And I see that all the time. Like I, I, I've witnessed that with many, many people I've worked with. I think that's such an amazing point. And I think that's why we always come back to doing the work, looking at where it sits with us. What are we doing? Where? What, what are we being asked and called to shift for our children? So we model something different to them but also we shift that old story, we heal it. So there is more spaciousness, you know, for our kids to be who they need to be. Uh, I just, you know, to, to bring it, I guess, back to the practicals, you know, for, for people obviously who've been maybe listening to our podcast for a while or know we're parenting, you know, the boundaries of the loving limits is, and I love that saying, Marion. you can say no to the behaviour and yes to the feelings you know, so that when we can see that our child needs a limit, we can set a, a limit a lovingly and then whatever storm brews from that is beautiful. We trust that that is what needs to come out we hold a space for that to shift and move to allow kids to to find their way back into their center Uh, and, and as well as the boundaries that we need to set whether that's with our partners whether it's with work whatever we we need to tune into ourselves is this am I shooting myself into doing this or is this a yes or am I sitting in a place where I'm like no I just don't want to do it and really catching I guess the inner dialogue of well what what voice is around that saying I should do this? And I think that's a favourite thing I do with some of my clients is when we're sitting in that crossroads sometimes going, I should do this. You know, whenever it's a should again, as you talk about that coercion, Marion, and I say to my client, who's around, where's this message coming from that you should do it? Is that your mother in over your shoulders saying, you know, a good girl does this, this, and this, or you should do that to be seen to be doing the right thing or who's around? Like, where does that story come from? That is, is still embedded within you around how that looks and can we question that story of course we can is that even true do i want that to be my story do i want that to be my imprint And a lot of the time the answer is no so what do we want our beautiful imprint to be around moving forward with boundaries do you want a new beautiful story set in your cells that it is safe to set a limit and a boundary and you are loved even you know no matter what you know you are you have full permission to say no and to set a limit and um, and you are deeply loved for setting that limit or whatever the words you want to use around what is that you would like to to feel like? And what do you want your children to feel when it comes to boundaries? For me, what I want my children to feel is that when I set a limit for them, it is coming from a place of love. It is coming from a place of consciousness. And I am there to hold space to listen to how they feel about it. And I want them to know that boundaries are important and that their their autonomy over their lives and their bodies are important and that, that it's completely deeply um, honoured and respected in them so that then they do that moving forward. So I always think that's a beautiful place to start. If we're thinking about, you know, well, okay, what do I want this to feel like for my children moving forward? And what do I do at the moment and how might they be feeling around that? So that's a beautiful place to come to of, you know, what, what do I want them to feel? If we were to ask them in 20 years, what, what was it like around boundaries with us? What would they say? So I think it's a beautiful thing to dream a little bit to go, well, what energy am I putting out there? And how does that feel and look? And, you know, does the old story serve me? Do I want to shift and change it? You know, what healing do I need to do? What in a rage do I need to own and move? You know, what is what does that look like? There are beautiful things to contemplate. It's so juicy, this topic, because it has such a big impact on us um, claiming ourselves.
0: Mm, I love that. You know, when you're talking about the the loving, including the no, is uh, in my in a loving presence's work. Uh, my in the loving mother and in the loving father. I've often both say to me, and I've often um, offered that to to others, is I love you when you say no. I love you when you say no, sweetheart. I love you when you say no. And to me, you know, if it comes full circle to what we were saying at the beginning that that um, you know, to that we we learnt that we weren't loved when we said no so coming back to I am loved when I say no and to really increasingly know that to be true that's when miracles happen yes so good
1: so I to finish off I just want to to offer to anybody out there who has struggled with boundaries or limits in their life that this is something to be excited about because this is something that you can change. And this is a beautiful exploration into the claiming of yourself. And I guess my invitation for the week for this, this podcast is to to take a look at what was modeled to you and to then really tune into what do I want this to look like moving forward for myself and for my children and, you know, get really clear on what you want it to be and keep having that as your beautiful shining light to move towards, you know, with the work that you need to do to achieve it, because it's completely possible. So I just see it as an invitation into amazingness. <laughs> an invitation. Mm. So mine is
0: um, if you if you like the my term, the neo, no, my invitation is to go and uh Just Google Neo saying no and just watch this just like two minutes. And there's something about really maybe even playing with how would it be? Would you enjoy to stand in your body and feel that upright sense and just practice saying no, just that clear no and see how you feel in your body.
1: Mm, I love that that, that it, you that neo no and and watching that it just it's so clear. and I think I, I love how you explain that too to feel that in your body if you've never felt that before is is powerful is really powerful because we're not willing to be moved like this is where I stand and I'm claiming that and that I think is just amazing. So. Amazing. Now, Marion, I know you have amazing offerings on this stuff because you just, you know, for me, you have just, you know, you just, you excel at this place. So what have you got for people to tune into if they want to do some more work on their boundaries and limits?
0: Well, you know, I don't really use the word boundary, so, but um, so many of my courses are relevant for this, all the power and power. I've got power and powerlessness in parenting. You have a free entry to that. I have a course. All my psycho spiritual parenting work is relevant to this. My willingness work, I have... Like free and paid courses, and that, so it 's really all the work to do with the will, which is the psycho spiritual work and mm. and power and powerlessness. so have a look at my website, which. Uh, if you're listening to this in real time, what's the date? It's the eighth of September. It's about to go live. My new one that I've made, and I, it will be very easy to go and find things then. So awesome! I'll have a look in a few days. Yes,
1: uh, I really recommend going and doing Marion's work on this. It's a game changer. I know so many people have done this work with you, Marion, and said it's just changed massive amounts of stuff. So if you want to explore it further, go and check out this Marion's work. It's amazing. It's such. It's so powerful. It's awesome. It's so good. I love it so much. It's mm. <laughs> <Thank laughs> so you. good.
0: Thank you for the conversation. I loved it. We've both mm. so
1: we've both got so much will energy, haven't we? Mm. Oh, my
0: life energy is flowing strong. Enough
1: yes big big yes yes this feels important and and we are talking in real time i'm living in melbourne at the moment and in melbourne at the moment there's a lot of powerlessness going on there is a lot of lacking of will energy happening and there's a lot of stuff staring in people so i think this is a really poignant time to be having this conversation to to stand in our center of, of what we want and what we yeah what we desire moving forward so thank you so uh thank you everybody for being here um we we really value your contributions and your messages and you know please share our podcast or you can go and rate us we love getting our ratings and comments and um yeah we love just spreading this more out into the world so thank you everybody for for your support in these conversations thank you so much i want to say i love your no (laughs) lots of love bye thanks for joining us on the aware parenting journey please follow us on facebook and instagram at the aware parenting podcast you can find more about lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. we wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey